0: Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with LaKeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, LaKeisha M. Johnson. My God's amazing. I stop praising. Mm-hmm. Then y'all can taste me, but that Because of the he's always by mm-hmm. my, side. The my praise is crazy. Wait, I said that before. I guess right. morning. Like good God's morning. Cause the things are hazy the got me just like you the this place. five. from you the Good morning, good morning, good morning. Yo, yo, Coach Rob. I'm going to send you that information today. Good morning. Too much going on up here. How y'all doing this morning? Ooh, look at YouTube over there. How y'all doing? Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Man, I get it. We so cranky here. <laughs> I love my neighbors. They're so patient with me. They were like, we know you're preaching the gospel. Don't tell me to be quiet. You know that don't work with me. Hey, Ron. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning. Welcome, 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 welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, your hostess for This morning. This morning. We're gonna be talking about God as the center. Um, when I, we, we're on this tracking kingdom, we're been in, we've been in Philippians, and all I'm gonna to say to you is, I woke up this morning, and God began to kind of readjust, readjust my focus, and I'm gonna share with you some personal things that I think is going to help you in this journey, and show you how we got outside of kingdom, how we got outside of God's very, very, very best for us. And it is so easy to do. We do it. And we're not even realizing that we are, we no longer have God as the center. He is not the center. And I'm gonna show you this, Um, And then when he doesn't become or he isn't the center, the kingdom, we're operating outside of kingdom and kingdom rules and what God intended us to do and how God intended us. And every time we're outside of kingdom, then there is an opportunity for the enemy to get in and him to reign and rule. This is how things slip through the crack in our marriages, in our home and our finances. Every time we get our center. Off kingdom or our center of God. We've all been there. We've all experienced it. Uh, Oftentimes it's so slick and so easy. But if we're going to get into this uh, kingdom, if we're going to understand revelation, if we're going to understand how to walk in the fullness of what God called us to be in every area of our life, remember ministry for the marketplace, those areas, those things that you've been called into in business, all of those things and remembering to keep God as the center. So let's uh, pray this morning. Y'all get an agree with, agreement with me. Um, a young lady contacted me the other day. Her mother is in a coma. We need her to wake up. <laughs> we need her to wake up. We need her to wake up. We don't. We need her to get beyond what the doctor said. We need her to wake up. Um, I just thank you. I told you yesterday. I don't know if you were on here. I pray for anxiety. Anxiety is in my spirit. Again, sometimes we get so anxious at the beginning, at the beginning of the year of trying to complete goals and trying to um, and trying to make sure we're in line with our vision. Anytime we're trying to so focus and home in on our vision, then God is probably not at the center of what we're doing. And that's where anxiety comes from as well. We know Philippians says, be anxious for nothing. Everything in prayer and supplication, making your request known and God and God answers. So let's get started. Uh, For all of my anxious people, those of you that have been anxious out there, I'm praying your anxiety away this morning. Anxiety is back up again in my spirit. So that means we must be dealing with that. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for the activities of our limbs. We thank you for clothing us in our right mind we thank you for breathing the breath of life in us father god we thank you for providing for us for food for clothing for shelter lord god for our loved ones for our friends for our family members. Father God, we thank you for our homes, for our purpose, for our businesses, Lord God, for our ministry, for everything that you called us to, Lord God. We just want to take time out and just say, thank you, Father God. Thank you for your overwhelming presence in our life. Thank you for your overwhelming peace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for provision, Lord God. Thank you for being supreme, for being the first, for being the great I am, for being, being the Prince of Peace, being the ruler, being everything, Lord God. We cast off this spirit of anxiety. We will not be anxious in the beginning of this year, Lord God. We will not be overwhelmed. We will not be consumed. We will not be worried. So we're laying anxiety at your feet this morning, Lord God. We're pleading the blood of Jesus over it. We're casting. We're plucking it up. We're casting it back to the pits of hell. And we say thank you, Lord God, for victory over anxiety, Lord God. We thank you for your peace, Lord God. We thank you for your joy, Lord God. We thank you for a fresh anointing, Lord God, that's falling fresh on us today, that's enveloping us today, Lord God. We thank you for it, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for gentle correction and teaching us how to keep you at the center today. Hmm. We thank you for keeping us at this teaching us how to keep you at the center today in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so, um, I just want to, um, uh, and, I, and any of those of you that feel anxious, I want you to take this seventh seven breath rule into practice seven breath rule. I want you to, anytime you're feeling anxious, stressed out, overwhelmed, I want you to take a seven breath rule. I want you to breathe in. I want you to take your deep breath and blow it out your mouth. I want you to do it seven times, seven times and recenter yourself, recenter your body. Anxiety does not come from God. Anxiety comes from the pressures and the things around us uh that we become overwhelmed with. Paula, thank you for sharing that. We're in the middle of a shutdown that's impacting people, impacting their salaries. I know that can make someone anxious. So take you a seven to de- seven breath. Anytime you start feeling anxiety, recenter your body and your nose out your mouth and breathe slow In your nose out your mouth and breathe, breathe slow and just calm your body down and then you can put yourself in the position to pray it's even hard to pray when you're anxious so All right, so I want to share this with you. We've been talking about kingdom. We've been talking about kingdom principles. We've been talking about, we've been talking kingdom talk. And I told you this year, we're going to lean into kingdom and understanding more what Jesus said when he said, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. We're going to lean more into what kingdom is. But I want to show you how we got outside of kingdom, how we took God from the center of who we are. Um, you guys know, first of all, that I'm called into ministry, but I also have several businesses. It's just the facet of how God created me. When I first started in all this, God was kind of in me and around me and around the parameters. But God was not at the center of my businesses. God was not in the center of. Of uh, God was in the center of my marriage, and I can talk to you about that all together. Um, but God was not in the center of my purpose. I was pursuing purpose, and I was pursuing things with God just on the parameter. I wasn't allowing Him to lead this thing from the center. And I found out when you don't allow God to lead this thing from the center, then you almost set yourself up for failure. God has got to be the center of your marriage, God has got to be the center of your business. God has got to be the center in your friendships. God, it doesn't mean that you all super Jesus and you all super over talking. No, I'm telling you to make him first priority in everything. It was created for us and beneficial for us with God as the center. The problem is we got, it started with Adam and Eve. We got out of focus and I was reading this and studying and reflecting on this this morning, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, they had it so easy. They had it so easy. They had it so freaking easy. And God does not give you business. He does not give you ministry. He does not give you family. He does not give you marriage and these things for it to be complicated. If it is complicated, then that means God is not in the center of what you're doing. Now, I want to be careful with this because a lot of times we'll see other people around us reaching successes and they don't have God in the center and we measure our success by us. Don't touch that. Don't touch that because we don't know which thing this is going to go. That's why I tell people all the time. Mind your own business, stay in your own lane. Don't measure your success by anyone else's success, your household, your friendship, your relationships. None of that by anyone, what you see with anyone else. Mind your own business, stay in your own lane. Keep God at the center for what you're doing and watch God do what he needs to do to you, do for you. So this is Genesis. I'm going to read Genesis 1 and 26 through 28. It says, Then God said, let us make mankind in our own image, in our likeness, so that it may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and over all the wild animals, over all the creatures that move along the the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, and he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So God created us to subdue, right? To subdue, to take over the earth, to rule over the earth. That is our facts. However, he also said, he, 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 he goes on, it goes on here. He says, then God said, look, I've given you every seed bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I've given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky and the scamp. And that is what God said. God gave them absolutely everything they needed. However, he said one thing to them. He said, do not touch He gave them a specific instruction. Do not touch this tree. Do not bother this tree. Stay away from this tree. You don't need any part of this tree. They had dominion and rule over absolutely everything in the garden. Everything was provided for them. Every need was. They had authority over absolutely everything. And he just simply said to them, do not touch this tree. Do not touch this tree. Do not bother this tree. Don't be involved with this tree. That was the only, that was the only instruction he gave. And I'm sure God talked to them and gave them other instructions. But I'm telling you, this, this, this is where we have gotten off track as well. For some reason, for some reason, the focus became shifted. And Eve blamed the serpent. Adam blamed blamed Eve. I'm going to tell you what I know to be true is because God left the center of what they were doing. If God had not left Eve's center, the enemy could not have confused her. He could not have confused her. He would have not, he couldn't have confused her. If God had not left the center, Eve would not have been confused in the decision or made such a bad decision. But for some reason, and it started with a thought. So I always tell you be careful what you think. Be careful what you think. Be careful what you're saying. It started with the thought. And the enemy says to Eve, now, did he really say <laughs> don't eat this tree? Yes, he had really said don't eat this tree. So Eve begins to ponder it. She eats it. She gives something to Adam. Adam knows better as well. He was really right there with Eve. Right. And they get into this thing and they lose dominion over everything that they were supposed to rule just because they shifted God out of the center. This is so easy for us to do. It is so easy for us to get our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, our relationships, our children, and put them on a pedestal or make them a God in their life. And God is like, <laughs> Mm, 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 mm. I'm saying to you, thou shalt not have any other God before me. That's in the commandments for the reason I'm saying to you, I'm saying to you, I'm trying to show you how to live and do and produce this thing according to kingdom, not according to this world, not according to other standards. And we will find ourselves consistently shifted for something else to be our focus, other than God. So they're here. This is why we lost kingdom. This is why we lost dominion. This is why Jesus had to come later because Adam and Eve took God from the center. It says chapter three in Genesis. Um, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any trees in the garden? Um, The woman replied, of course, we may eat fruit from trees in the garden. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it or you will die. The serpent says to her, oh, you won't die. It's the same way the enemy talks to you and tells you, oh, this little sin don't matter. This thing doesn't mean much to God. You can live any kind of way. You can compromise yourself. You don't have to live in integrity. You don't have to live in character. Um, Things in this world take precedent. That's exactly what was going on here. God has to be the center. And then it says the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful. And it fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her, she wanted outside of the plan that God had for her. But God had already set it up for her to have a win-win. These are the things, these are the things that happen to us daily. The enemy, the world, people around us shift our perception and thought off what God has for us, and it's so easy to do. Um, I'm teaching branding classes right now, and one of the things that I keep that I'm emphasizing, and I'm going to emphasize for to all of those that coach, it doesn't matter. You it doesn't matter when God has given you a plan for something, when God has called you to something, you don't worry about what anybody else is saying. Or doing, you focus on the thing that God has called you to do. And if you'll focus on the thing that God has called you to do, he's going to make you a success. It's guaranteed in the word. Every there, it, It's guaranteed success in the word. I love what God asked them because they begin to hide themselves from God. And I told you that we do this constantly. Come on, Melissa Bunch Price. She didn't see the big picture. And that's what happens to us all the time. When God says, no, 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 don't touch this. When God says, no, 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 don't do this. When God says, no, 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 don't go this route. When God says, don't have any other god before me. When God says, don't don't operate in idleness. When he's telling you this, when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about that. Melissa said it best. You're not seeing. The big picture. You're not seeing what God is trying to protect you from. You're not seeing what God is trying to show you. She wasn't seeing them the big picture. John 17, 14 and 5 says, I've given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of this world any more than I am of this world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them From the evil one, Jesus was clarifying, we're not even of this world. We're not even of this world. We're only in this world for a short amount of time to fulfill our purpose. We were created by God for the glory of God. But anytime we make ourselves the center or our families the center or our children, when people tell me, oh my gosh, my children are my heart. And I'm like, don't don't make your children your heart. Don't make your children your heart. Make God your heart. Because at any point that your children walk out or leave you or forsake you, then your heart is gonna be broken. Make God your heart. Keep and guard your children and love and cherish them. But make God your heart. Because if God is the center of your heart, then he helps us when heartbreak occurs. Um, He helps us. God said, trust no man. Trust me. Trust no man. Trust me. And so God has got to give back to be in our center. You have got to ask yourself at the beginning of this year, where is God not my center? Where is God not my center? Where have I shifted myself, my family, my priorities, my money goes in front of God. You've got to ask. Them. There's nothing wrong with you aspiring, having dreams. Um, That's how it did me, Lisa. That, that's how it did me too, Lisa. Lisa was saying it, it woke up her core. That's how it did me. When the Lord started speaking to me this morning, I had to catch myself. I had to catch myself and say, LMJ, check yourself. Where is God not in your center? Where are you looking at other things? Remembering when God is our center, our thoughts are pure, lovely and of good report. Those are the kind of thoughts you're thinking when God is your center. So ask yourself this morning, where is God not my center? When God is your center, he is the primary target of focus. You allow him to lead your day. You're not going to get out the house before you pray. You're going to talk to him first. You're going to make him a priority. You're going to seek his wisdom on the things around you. You're not going to operate without him. You're not going to make moves without him. You're not going to build business without him. You're not going to build ministry without him. You're not going to enter even into certain relationships without consulting and having a conversation with God and saying, look, where does this fall in place in my life? Adam and Eve, I needed to show you as we get back into Philippians where this occurred. Where this been this, this occurred. I will, Brandy, I will see that. I'm gonna pray for you. Where this occurred, where this occurred, I, you need to see where this occurred. Where did I shift God out of priority? Where did I shift God out of focus? Where did I make my family way more important than God? Because when God is at the center, then we're not interested at any time Anytime, anything else being in his place. So as you're reaching and looking for goals and building your business boards and having all these targets, even in your businesses, even as in your businesses, invite God back into the center of your life. And it's so simple. Father, forgive me. I I took you out of this. I took you out of my relationships. I took you out of my ministry. I took you out of my business. I started focusing on numbers. I started focusing on people. I started focusing on what I thought was success. And I really never, ever talked to you about your measure of success for my life. I never talked to you about your measure of success for my life. So you know what? Let me repent. Absolutely. Right now. Father, forgive me for taking you out of the center of my life. Forgive me for allowing other things to lead me. My emotions. Do you know your emotions can become a God? Your emotions can become a God. Your emotions will lead you into places. God gave you emotions, but not for those emotions to lead you, not for those emotions to take precedent over it. I've seen people make bad decisions. I've made bad decisions based on emotions. But when we invite God back into the center, then he can begin to lead this thing. And it's just simply making him first, prioritizing, putting him first before you do anything else. Man, start with if you haven't started, start with 10, 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes a day. You know what, Lord? You get the first 15. You get the first fruits. That's what I call them. You get the first fruits of my day. I'm going to pray to you first. I'm going to talk to you first. And I'm going to build. I'm going to build this relationship first with you first. It doesn't have to be rushed. You can slow build. But whatever you do, put God back in the center. That is the only way. And it, when I'm saying center, I'm also meaning as the head. Because people are like, I want to thank God because he's the head of my life. God in the center, God as head, God as first priority, put him back in the center. And I promise you, everything else is going to be able, begin to fall. Jeremiah 1 and 5 reminds us, he formed us from our mother's womb. That means every intricate detail of who we are, the decisions we make, what happens next. He already knew and fashioned it out. He already knew your personality. He already knew the mistakes you would make, the dumb things you would do. God already knew that. The thing now is how do we shift him back in priority, shift him back in center of everything? You'll know, Can I, I'm going to help you. You'll know when God is not centered by the things that come out your mouth, how you treat people, how random and loose your thoughts are, right? Those are, those are some three key indicators, how you treat people, how random and loose your thoughts are all over the place, right? You'll, you'll begin to know if you're making decisions and not consulting him. And, and I know some of you are like, well, I have wisdom. You do have wisdom for some things. But on those hard, I'm not saying you don't have wisdom for some things. There are some things you should do because you know better. You'll know that he's first when the word takes precedent over the decisions you make. And you won't make decisions just based on, based on emotions and feelings. And you won't make decisions just based on how your friends advise you. You're going to make a decision based on, you know what, let me see what the word says. Let me see what our father is saying about this. This is so important for you putting him in the center of absolutely everything. I'm telling you, I've personally tried to build businesses, nonprofit, my nonprofit is going into its 15 year. Um, I've been consulting now for five or six years now. Those things have been going on. I'm beginning to become vetted in these things, right? Not, and that ain't got to like classes I've taken and all this other thing. But anytime I try to build business, anytime I try to build life, anytime I try to build relationships, And God is not at the center of this thing. At some point, it begins to unravel or collapse or whatever. When God is at the center, he fills all the goals and the gaps and the things that you don't have. Like you don't have everything. You have everything you need, but there are things that he'll fill in with him being God as the center. And then you'll also be led by the Holy Spirit. That's when the Holy Spirit comes in. And we're gonna talk about, that's it for today. We're gonna talk about, just even the basics of accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your life in your water baptism. I told you all, I got rebaptized at twenty seven because I knew I needed to recenter myself and refocus. So find God as your center. and be honest, you know where God is not at the center in your life. You know that. You know where He's not a priority. You know where you're still acting ungodly. You know where your life doesn't line up with heaven you know that. Don't nobody have to browbeat you and tell you God is not at the center. You know where God is not the center. You know if God is not in the center of your relationship, in your marriage, you know if he's not in your finances. He's not going to be, if you're not tithing and sowing, then we know he's not at the center of your finances. You know that when he's not at the center of your time, if you're not making him a priority, you know that. Nobody has to kind of tell you that, do that. You know, you know, he's not the center. If you judgmental, condescending, hateful, evil, talking about people, you know that God is not the center. You know that, (laughs) you know that if if you're not, if you're building business, that's why I'm so big on entrepreneurs and teaching them how to build solid businesses, (laughs) build solid business, because God's going to teach you to build something or if God gives you a dream or vision for something. It ain't finna, it's not, it's not set up for failure. It's set up for when it doesn't mean it won't experience trials, but it's not set up for failure. It's set up for when success in your classroom. If God is the center of your house, success in your house, success, in, success in managing your house. If you're a teacher and your classroom is not moving, even though you don't necessarily have to talk about God, God has to be your center. If he's your center, the things around you will begin to flourish. When Adam and Eve took God out as being their center, the things around them begin to wither up and dry. I'm not interested in anything in my life withering up and drying. I want to read this to you. Um, This is Deuteronomy 8 and 9. It says, and God was talking to them. He said, so obey the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land of flowing streams and pools of water with fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and hills. It is a land of wheat and barley, of grapevine, fig trees, and pomegranates, of olive oil and honey. It is a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. When God gives you something, when God is in it, nothing is lacking. When God is in it, that's a word for somebody this morning. I feel that in my spirit. when God is in it, when God is in it, when God is the center of it, it is a food of plentiful and nothing is lacking. If you're lacking in your marriage, if you're lacking in your relationships, if you're lacking, I'm telling you, God has to be. At the center, God has to be the center because he's gonna fill in the gaps, he's gonna make up everything. Yeah, Vanessa, he will. God has to be, but you got to refocus and put him at the center. Well, that's it for today. I have uh I had two requests. Brandy says she is struggling with smoking cigarettes. Brandy, I promise you, we will pray. For you. And you may also need to seek medical help for that. We are definitely going to pray for you. And then Lisa, I heard what you said. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for our sister Brandy. We thank you, Father God, that she's come before you this morning, Lord God, that she's admitted this is not what she, she doesn't want to have an addiction to anything. Lord God, we thank you for our sister and we lift her up before you this morning. We thank you, Father God, that you give her the strength to overcome smoking cigarettes, Holy Spirit, we just ask you to take that taste out of her mouth, Lord God. Take that taste out of her mouth that she doesn't even desire. Father God, we ask that her body, Father God, get in line, that she not be addicted to nicotine, Lord God. That she not be addicted to nicotine, Lord God, and that you become her addiction. Satan, we cancel the assignment. We cancel the assignment off Brandy. We cancel the assignment off her mind, making her think she needs cigarettes, Lord God. And we uplift her before you this morning. We stand in agreement, Lord God. Let her, let you be her strength. Let you be her strength. Let you be her strength. We thank you, Lord God. Now, Father God, we thank you this morning for showing us how to make you the center. Please forgive us for the areas of in our, in our lives where you aren't the center we adjust ourselves, Holy Spirit, just show us, show us the places, show us us our places of worry, of anxiety, of fear, in which we have replaced emotion, things, and people with God. Gently guide us, Lord. We thank you for revelation in your word this morning to bring you back as God as the center, Lord God, God as the center of this universe, and God in the center of everything you, we need in Jesus' name, Amen. Brandy, I'm sorry, Brandy. Um, find the root of it. I, I have a um teaching that I have on the root work, right? Find the root of the smoking. When you find the root of the smoking, you'll be able to overcome it. And I tell that to anybody with any bad habit. Find the root of it. Find the root of your habit. When you find the root of your habit, where it came from, it's easier for you to break that habit. It is hard for you to break habits when you don't understand the root, because if it's still rooted in you, you're still going to repeat that. Um, I was giving somebody some life strategies for their home, and I asked them, I said, what makes you lazy? And they said, my mom was lazy. Like my mom was lazy. She modeled laziness. Um, sleep became my comfort. And when we talked about those things, we set up some strategies for us for her so that she doesn't become, she doesn't continue in laziness. So she knows she cannot come home and just sit down. Um, she knows her parameters of working cannot be in her bedroom. We put those strategies in place because the root was di- deeper. You've got to find the root to your bad habits. They're there for a reason. They've been established for a reason. I used to be a workaholic. Work was my vice. I had to get to the root of why work had become my vice. So anytime you get to the root of something, you're going to have a better habit of breaking it once you understand why you've done it or why you're doing it. Well, that's it for today. I love you. So much. Remember, log on to the website LakeishaMJohnson.com. In a minute, we'll be on JoyNet Radio. So go ahead and get the JoyNet app. You don't want to miss. You're going to be able to call in and talk to me. We're going to be able to pray for each other. I'm headed to the studio today for some training. I love you. Oh, hey, one one one. I love you guys so much. I love you more than you know. You know I do. I promise you do. Log on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Think about becoming a partner with this ministry. All that ministry, All that information is on the website. Go subscribe to the Daily Devotional, also at johnson dot com. Don't forget about the YouTube channel. Go subscribe. You'll get all those older videos we're going to be uploading and we've already started uploading. I love (laughs) y'all. Make God your center. Put him back in the center. Put him back in the center and watch everything around you begin to shift, move, and flourish. Thank you, Kim. Y'all keep praying for me. I covet your prayers. I need your prayers. I need your prayers more than you know. Uh, I promise I do. I promise I do doing all, especially doing all that I do. And so that I keep God the focus and God at the center. I love y'all. I'll see y'all back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Why don't you invite somebody in for my teachers returning to school today? May the grace and grace win and love of God cover you. Peace.